Hey there, it's Amy. Welcome to Tripcast. Encouragement with heart, humor, and a little sarcasm. So I want you to do something with me, this little exercise. I want you to close your eyes. Unless, of course, you're driving, please do not close your eyes. But close your eyes and think about the last time you were at a theme park. If you are one who loves roller coasters, then that just excites you to no end. My husband is one of those people. He loves the idea of being able to wait in line, the anticipation that comes with finally getting to the front of the line. You get in, you buckle up, and then you wait for it. For those of you who love roller coasters, or those of you who are terrified of them, know exactly what that sound is. It begins with just a couple little clicks. Click, 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 and they get faster and faster as the roller coaster climbs the hill to the top and then whooshes you down into the excitement of your life, right? Well, can you imagine for a second if you were sitting there, buckled in, holding on tight, the excitement, ready to go, and you're in neutral. Now, I can tell you, neutral never goes uphill, only down. So if you're sitting at the bottom of that hill in the roller coaster car, you're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to have any excitement, and there's no wind in your hair, and there is nothing to be excited about because you would be sitting there, right? And I can tell you from experience, when you've been on a roller coaster and it is broken or has some sort of maintenance issue, you're just going to have to get off and go somewhere else. So one thing about being in neutral is you can't move forward if you're in neutral unless you're being pushed. If you've ever experienced your car running out of gas or stalling on the road, you know that you have to put your car in neutral and have other people help push the car to the side of the road. So we're going to talk about being in neutral with God. Now, for some of us, we like neutral. Neutral is safe and it's a secure place to be. The ground isn't shaky or uneven. You're just there. Now, I'm sorry, but I cannot get on board with you on that. I do like security and I do enjoy life coasting some sometimes, but most often I want things to move. I want to have things to look forward to. And when it comes to your relationship with God, you're not going to get very far if you're unwilling to progress forward. God's not going to shove you into his will. And right now we might feel like we're sort of living in neutral, right? We're just sort of here. We're just kind of waiting around for other people to tell us when it's okay to take a mask off or put one on or if we should or if we shouldn't or wear gloves or don't wear gloves. If we need to sanitize our grocery carts or not. I am not one to live in neutral. I love looking forward to exciting things. I love looking forward to adventures with my family, trips with my husband. I love looking forward. But I don't just like looking forward. I like moving forward. And during this time when I've been home, I've kind of had some time, (laughs) just a little, to reflect on my relationship with God. And unfortunately, I've come to the conclusion that there have been so many moments whenever I have just been in neutral with God. My prayers are quick 
and shallow. And like one devotional that I read, he said, sometimes I feel like I'm just praying for my cheeseburger and asking God to keep me safe. That's not the kind of prayer life that I want. I want to have a relationship with God that propels me, not only in my deeper relationship with him, but in a deeper relationship with those around me in my sphere of influence, with my family and my friends. And Proverbs 4, 25 through 27, it says this, Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet. Then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. Now, that is some pretty heavy hitting, and so we're going to break it down just a smidge. So it says, let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Now, I have heard my husband tell me a million times when he's driving tractor, if he doesn't look forward straight, then he is not going to drive straight. If he is trying to look back at, say, the disc that's behind the tractor and constantly watching that, eventually he's going to swerve to the right or to the left. He's going to end up taking out some vines, and that's not a good thing. And the next part of that scripture says, ponder the path of your feet. When was the last time you looked to see where you were going? Now, when we're in neutral, we have a tendency just to kind of sit and get complacent and speaking strictly about God. We can just sit there and not even worry. We think that we're fine. Nothing's going on. You know, we said our bedtime prayers. We read our quick devotional on the Bible app in the morning. Check, check. We're good, right? Things are moving forward. We're just business as usual. Well, I don't want to have a relationship with God like that. I want God to be able to speak to me and for my heart to be able to hear his voice and to know his voice, to know what his will is for me what I'm supposed to be doing. So one of the questions that I have here is, why am I being neutral? And I guess that's my question to you. Why are you neutral in certain areas of your life? For some of you, you might not have that problem at all. And you're like, you know what? I'm in my Bible every day, all the time. You know, I am on fire for God. I am talking to him. He is telling me all kinds of things. That's awesome. But... For those of us that sometimes have that problem of sitting in neutral, why? Why am I being neutral? And I'll tell you, for me, it's because I'm afraid of failure. Sometimes that fear of failure can stop you dead in your tracks. I have been on a (laughs) passionate mission um, writing for probably a good six years now. I have talked to publishing houses. I have talked to other authors. I have read so many books and blogs about publishing books and writing and and tools to move forward in this that I honestly feel like God has given me this calling in. And yet my fear is that I will fall flat on my face. And so I have been kind of in a procrastinating state of neutrality. And it drives me nuts because I don't want to be like that. I want to move forward into whatever that is that God has for me. So my question to you is, where are you being neutral? Are you being neutral in your prayer life? Are you being neutral 
in actually picking up your Bible and asking God to really talk to you. Not just read the quick little scripture and the little devotional that's there on your phone. I mean like really seeking out God. And like the scripture says that, you know, you ponder the path of your feet. Then all your ways will be sure. Where are you going? And I'm not talking eternity. I'm talking about where are you going right now, today, in this moment? Are you kind of, you know, here and there, you start something and then you quit and then you start something and then you quit. We feel eventually wore out. And living in neutral can be one of those places that we just want to park and stay. And I can tell you from personal experience, living in neutral is not fun. Because neutral means that you're not making a decision. What keeps us stuck in neutral? For me, I think the fear of making the wrong decision sometimes is what keeps me in neutral. To make it more personal for me, when I was writing this out and thinking about it, having a book published scares me to death. Any type of book, fiction, nonfiction, a memoir, all of it, it scares me to death. I love doing it, but it scares me. It's kind of like the roller coaster effect. But my fear is that I'll make the wrong decision. I will possibly choose the wrong publishing house. I will choose the wrong editor. I will pay too much to have something done that I could do on my own. There are so many fears that instead of just looking at the talent that I feel that God has given me, I am taking my own fears and letting it just park me in neutral. Now, I guess the question for you is, where are you being neutral? Do you have something that God has put on your heart to start? or something to join in and do? Is it a passion that you've had forever, but you're so afraid to start it that it's easier just to sit in neutral and not finish it at all? It's very easy to get stuck in fear and somehow feel like being neutral doesn't have anything to do with fear, when really it does. Um, I went on vacation when I was pretty small, probably about third grade, fourth grade maybe, with my family and my aunt and uncle and my two cousins. And we were up, I believe, in Washington. And there was this bridge, and on one side was land, obviously. And on the other side of this bridge was this cliff and a huge waterfall. And it was beautiful, and it was loud and roaring and splashing water and mist all around, and it was pretty amazing. But I remember my dear cousin, And she was terrified. And I don't blame her. It was very high. I was probably pretty scared myself. And her mom wanted her to walk across the bridge with her. And she kept telling her, just follow me. Come on, just follow me. And I'm not even going to say her name, but I'm sure she knows the story. But her mom reached out and kind of grabbed her by her arm on her windbreaker and sort of pulled her across this bridge as far as she could get her to go. And my cousin was digging in her heels and she was yelling the whole time, don't make me go. And my aunt was just like, come on, it's okay. The bridge is going to hold. It's okay. You can, you can walk across. It's so beautiful out here. My cousin wasn't moving. She was only going to be drug across that bridge. And my aunt got her about halfway across. And I honestly don't remember if she went the full way over to the edge. But I know that 
she couldn't stay in neutral. But there was an element of fear standing in the middle of that bridge that she just couldn't get over. And I feel like sometimes we do that in life and we do that with God. You know, God is trying to call us and he's telling us, I've got so much more for you if you would just trust me, if you would just put it in drive and let me be the one who handles where the car goes. This kind of speaks to another element that I've alluded to about my personality is control. I like to be in control. I like to know what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, how it's going to happen, how much it's going to (laughs) cost, the outcome, how many people are going to show up. That's ridiculous when it comes to my spiritual life, though, because either I trust God fully or not at all. I can't hope for the best but not put my trust in the one who knows best. There's a scripture, actually, that's kind of funny to me because I have, I'm sure, read it several times whenever I was reading the story of Moses and the Israelites. It's Exodus 14, 15, and 16. Just to give you a quick rundown here, the Israelites are with Moses, and they're being led out of Egypt, and they're caught between Pharaoh's soldiers and the Red Sea. And they really feel like there is no hope at all. And so they start to basically cry out to God and Moses, you know, why didn't you just leave us in Egypt? Wouldn't it be better to live as servants than to die free? And so Exodus 15, just before that, they're crying out and saying things to God, like, why are you going to let us die? Why are you just going to lead us here just so that we can be slaughtered? And the Lord said to Moses in verse 15, Why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. Lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it, that the people of Israel may go through the sea on dry ground. And if you know the story, you know that's exactly what happened. Moses lifted up his staff. God parted the waters. The people walked through. They were saved. And I love it because I like how God said to them, why are you crying to me? Tell the people to move forward. So I don't know who you are out there that maybe you need to hear this. Sometimes you just need to move forward. Moving backward rarely makes things better. Oftentimes when we start to back up, we back up into old patterns of life that are really bad and that trip us up. Um, We move back into bad habits and bad relationships, bad people that we spend our time with. Man, it's so hard to move forward whenever you've been stuck in neutral for such a long time. I have to give kudos to my farmer. Uh, Brian said the other day um, this quote that really stuck kind of in my head, and I really like it. And he said, when a vehicle is in neutral, it is at the mercy of the outside elements. That's pretty profound because if we sit in neutral for too long in our lives, we're at the mercy of the outside elements. You know, we find ourselves being happy based on what other people think about us, if they approve of us, if they like the choices that we're making because it may benefit them in some way. I don't want to be at the mercy of outside elements. I want to know that I have a firm foundation And my foundation is with the Lord, and that is what is going to move me forward. 
I want to leave you with one last scripture of encouragement, Psalm 32, 8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. I really hope that you have been encouraged today to move forward with God, to not sit being neutral in your relationship with Him, but that you would trust that He knows the way. I hope you have a great day today. We'll see you next time.